0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. For some air travellers, it's like a few bumps in the road. For others, it's utterly terrifying. While it's not dangerous, turbulence is extremely common. So, where should you sit on a plane to mitigate the effects of turbulence? And are there some air routes that are more turbulent than others? Aviation journalist Jerry Byrne is here to tell us. Afternoon, Jerry. Afternoon, Sean. What exactly is turbulence? What causes it?
1: Well, I I suppose the the best analogy I could use is to compare the air to water. Um, If you're looking at a stream or a river which is running fast downhill, um, there'll be waves and there'll be turbulence, you know, as the the water goes around rocks and that sort of thing. Um, The air is very much like that. The air behaves not as finely, but it does behave broadly like water. If it flows over a mountain, it pours over the top of the mountain and crashes down the other side.
0: Mm. So uh, does that mean that, that like it's, it's two, kind of two waves of air hitting each other or gliding over each other?
1: No, it can be just the the wind can be blowing in the same direction um, and it can create turbulence. The, 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 the two most turbulent spots you're going to uh, meet uh, when you're flying anywhere, uh, one is anywhere near a jet stream and two is over mountains. Um, And indeed, one of the worst turbulence-related crashes occurred over Mount Fuji, uh, Japan's sacred mountain, uh, when the captain of a a Boeing 707, a British airliner, uh, a BOAC, as it was called in the old days, um, decided he he was going to make a little detour. You could do that in those days. Uh, So the passengers could be shown Mount Fuji close up, and he got too close. There was a lot of turbulence on the lee side of the mountain, in other words. On the side towards which the wind was blowing. And the aircraft broke up in mid air and crashed, and 124 people were killed.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, and here's yeah. me trying to tell people turbulence is nothing to worry about. Well, but I... yeah,
1: nowadays it isn't, because I think pilots and the flying community in general are much, much better informed about the impact of turbulence, about the impact of things like wind shear, about microbursts, uh, the various things which in living memory have caused planes to crash
0: hmm and would it i mean if if say you're you know you're a pilot and you fly routinely from say dublin to berlin would you know would, uh, would the uh, the possibility of turbulence always be more or less the same there or can you be surprised
1: well oh, you can be surprised um clear air turbulence is is a very difficult one to forecast um, and it occurs a, you know above uh, 30000 feet Uh, sometimes higher, Uh, it's very often associated with the the, the jet stream. I I can recall we hit a jet stream once uh, when I was a passenger on a flight, a transatlantic flight to the US, and it was like driving the plane with its wheels down over cobbles. It's about the only... It's (laughs) just like this constant bumping. But it can be much more turbulent than that. The plane can be swinging from side to side. Um, You you tend to... um, Avoid it, um, or pilots tend to avoid it. Avoid it by climbing over bad weather. They they often get into get onto air traffic control and say I'd like to put on another five thousand feet of altitude or whatever. Get over the thunderstorm. Get over the, the 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 front, especially cold fronts, and you will escape most of the worst of it. Although you do get into Potential icing problems, but that's a talk for another day. I think.
0: Okay, and <laughs> and, and uh, but I suppose injuries do take. Uh, uh, you know, people can be injured on a plane during a, oh, yeah. a turbulent patch, but maybe because they're not wearing their seat belts or the yeah. or, or the overhead racks are
1: open. Uh, absolutely, always wear your seat belt. Um, and it's it, interesting you mentioned the overhead uh, lockers. Um, they can be lethal. You know, laptops. Somebody's duty free comes down in your mm. head. Um, they can pop open. Um, and you'll often see, um, and it may, you may think you're imagining it, but the fuselage of the plane can actually bend slightly in turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> Great. In terms yeah, of I, I feel but so... But it's perfectly safe. The, the aircraft are extremely t- tough. And they're also um, flown by better-educated pilots. I mean, I, again, going back to the 1960s, there was a the famous crash in um, uh, the United States. Uh, in the central midlands or central plain as it were when near Chicago when a, a pilot decided he was going to fly through a thunderstorm because as he said to everybody this is a jet these are really powerful aircraft we can punch through a ton- thunderstorm and the wings were broken off and the plane crashed. Okay. So they, they fly they stay pilots stay out of trouble nowadays and planes are tougher. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah okay that's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus the poor uh, and and if it doesn't matter the size of the plane, actually, that point about being a jet, you know, the larger craft that, say, do transatlantic routes and that kind of thing. Would they be less subject to that
1: buffeting? Well, everybody is subject to it, but cer- certainly um, the bigger the aircraft, the, the less that's going to happen to you. Um, there is a place in California, and it's kind of a shortcut, as it were, over the um, the, the Rockies, or the, the, the southern part of the Rockies, Um and but it does lead you into a lot of turbulence if the weather is bad and you've strong wind blowing off the Pacific. And it's called um, Aluminium Alley because of the number of small aircraft that have been wrecked, wreck, wrecked there. Mm-hmm. Small aircraft are more susceptible to uh, turbulence. absolutely no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're we're frightening the life out of people here. But if you are in a plane and you know you're a bit of a nervous flyer and you don't like Uh, turbulence, is there a a part of the plane that's best to sit in so you Uh, don't feel uh, as much of it?
1: Yeah, as close to the wings as possible. Right, okay. The the, the, the main wings as it were, rather than the tailplane. Yeah, as close. Down the back, at the very back of the plane, probably one of the worst places you could be. It really swings about a lot down there.
0: Okay. And and so, why is by the wings the best place?
1: Well, because everything pivots around the wings. So what you feel as just a bit of um, shall we say aggressive tilting and strong uh, turbulence? Um, the people at the back of the plane feel, you know, as if they're going five, six feet in the air up and down, you know. Um, whereas in the, uh, you know, when you're close to the wings, the aircraft rotates around the wings if it's if it's uh, moving due to turbulence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's generally and it, in fact, if you're a nervous flyer, it's probably one of the best places to be because in the event of an accident and if the plane crashes you have a slightly higher chance of surviving an impact. That's true. Uh, that's the strongest part of the plane. Yeah. There's the box to hold the wings and, and you're built on top of that box. You're sitting on top of that box. Yeah.
0: And, and, but that's also the place where the steward will come down to you and say, in the event of a crash, you have to open this door. Are you OK with that? Yeah. Uh, and I've seen people go, no, I don't want to do that and move. Uh,
1: that's right, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, G- you'd be G- out first.
1: Yeah. G- <laughs> Gay Byrne uh, was... Famously, uh, had to do that um, when he was on a plane going to London, and there was a, a bird strike, and they lost an engine. And um, and when I say they lost an engine, they nearly lost an engine. It was hanging off the the plane when they landed. But he, he was put in charge of um, opening the emergency exit where he was sitting. Oh gosh! So he dined out on that for a long time. He yes, I'd to, say so.
0: I'd say all the, pa- all the passengers did as well. Gabe Aaron opened the door for me and saved my life. Uh, and is it true there's actually, you know, the internationally there's a top ten of in terms of routes that, are, that tend to be the most bumpy?
1: There, there probably is. Anything that involves uh, high mountains, for example, flying over the Alps mm. um, in strong winds uh, can be very turbulent. Um, flying over the Andes, the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies is... is famous for it, you know, flying into somewhere like Colorado Springs, and you're coming in over the Rockies, and it can be extremely, extremely turbulent. Again, it's this wave effect. Air, If the wind is coming off the Pacific, it rises to, float, to pass over the mountains, and then it accelerates downhill on the other side, because it cools as it rises, and cold air is heavier. Your bare feet. I know you do this all the time. Mm. Um, And open the fridge door. Your feet feel the cold, but the rest of you doesn't. And that's because the air comes down out of the fridge. Cold air descends, and that can lead to uh, a significant amount of turbulence.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, because apparently, uh, Milan to Geneva or vice versa. In in, it's about the only European route that's a bit bumpy. That's the Alps. Yeah, that's the Alps again. Swiss Alps. Yeah. yeah. What's the worst flight you've ever uh, uh, been on for this, Jerry?
1: um I, I, curious enough, it was a flight to London. Huh. <laughs> and we, we, we passed. The, the, there are times when you cannot avoid um, turbulence if you've got to climb out of it or if the aircraft is descending down to land. And in this case, we were losing altitude coming back into Dublin Airport. And um, I was at the back of the plane wouldn't you know? Mm. And we were swinging left and right and all over the place. Um, I, I, the, and there was another actually another occasion coming into Dublin Airport, um, a similar sort of situation where you had a crosswind and um, you, it was touch and go as to whether the pilot would be able to land the aircraft because of the,
0: in that kind of situation, being an aviation journalist and knowing a bit about that, is that worse? Because you know what could go wrong, whereas everybody else is kind of in blissful ignorance.
1: Well, y- yes and no. Um, I-, I knew what could go wrong. I knew also that the, if the pilots weren't able to put it down safely, they would just do a go-around. They would take off again and mm. either divert to another airport or um, have another go at landing in Dublin. Um, rule of thumb is they'll have two goals. And if it requires a third go, they'll say no. Yeah. Um, but on this particular occasion, it was very, very, um, there was a bit of a crosswind but and a, and a very strong gale blowing. But here's the interesting thing about, about uh, landing in situations like that. You'll see all these videos every time there's a storm of aircraft uh, coming in at an angle to the runway or you know and the the wings rocking and that sort of thing and you say oh my god that looks terribly dangerous it, in fact it's not as dangerous as it looks because the aircraft is largely being kept aloft not so much by its own speed but by the speed of the wind so in real terms it's probably only flying at about 40 or 50 miles an hour over the over the ground mm. Whereas under normal circumstances, on a calm day, it comes in at over 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you know, so <laughs> it, it looks hairy, but it's not actually, and it feels hairy when you're inside the airplane. But it's not actually as dangerous as it looks. You can do what they call a, a steady heading side slip, and the airplane plane seems to be coming in sideways. Um, and when he gets the the wings on or the t- wheels on the ground, he's able to. Rotate the aircraft slightly um, in line with the runway, and you have a normal landing, and everything is fine. It yep. looks hairy. it makes for great videos on, on Facebook. Oh, yeah,
0: uh, Jerry, thanks a million for talking to us. You've reminded us all just how precious life is. Uh, and uh, lots of people saying this isn't then doing anything for my fear of flying. There is a place in Ireland you can look them up at IE. Uh, they've been in contact with us as well, uh, saying that, uh, they run fear of flying courses to help people overcome that issue and they do discuss turbulence in detail uh, so that 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 might be a help to uh, a lot of people uh, i love flying over the Amps, a bit uh, alps a bit bumpy at times but the views indeed and uh, tone in cork says on a regional flight from kuala lumpur i saw a passenger sitting with a small hole in the fuselage between his feet talking to the hostess she left and came back with a square of timber Tell him to put his feet on it and don't take them off. The flight was fairly pleasant and landed on time. Good to know. Uh, that probably uh, helped in in uh, getting there everything there on time. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.